Hey, 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 Cure fans out there. It's Gavin, and welcome to the Holy Hour podcast and the final tour updates episode. But this one kind of stretches on long enough where we're going to make it a real episode, too. Lots to cover in this episode. We talked to our old friend John about the Leeds show, and I give you the rundown of Birmingham, where all this crazy shit went down. And then we talk about the Cardiff show, too, leading up to the final three nights of Wembley, which will be covered in the next episode but look, before we begin patreon i gotta give a shout out to these guys they are just too awesome donna craig jeff hilton jeff Cortland, jones sue ben john allison allen dione namicio danny coulter matt ford tom and we welcome our newest patreon hector happy to have you on board hector i uh sent you an email let me know if you prefer a tangible real CD mix or a digital Dropbox link, man. See, that's the kind of cool questions you get asked when you join our Patreon. So go on over to patreon.com slash the Holy Hour podcast and join the party. Dana is also part of the club, and she's a motion designer and animator. And you should totally check out her work at graphics.tv. That's graphics with a X. And Scott is the coolest goddamn podcaster in the galaxy as far as I'm concerned because he's part of the Sarlacc Digest. That's an all-Star Wars podcast, and you can watch it and listen to it on their live shows every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube. Or get the replays everywhere you listen to podcasts. Lisa is trying real hard to make you cooler by letting you know about the coolest venue in Calgary, Canada. Calgary, Canada. And possibly beyond. Uh, It's Dickens. And uh, you should check out DickensYYC.com. And you'll know all about the upcoming shows and events, including this year's New Year's Eve Hang the DJ Dance Celebration. Sounds like a perfect way to ring in the new year. And donating blood? Well, that's a year-round cool thing to do. Matt suggests you check out the Red Cross Blood Donor app. It's an easy way to schedule appointments and donate and help out no matter what little shitty town you live in. The Red Cross Blood Donor app will find a good place for you to donate. And of course, our friend Kate at CureThreads.com wanted us to get the word out about a Cure fan art challenge that she and some other creative people are working on. And it's not too late to join this project. Hashtag Artist of a Lost World. It's like uh, Inktober or her recent challenge of Curetober. For everyone with a desire to create something inspired by one of the Cure's new songs that have debuted on this tour. Or more than one if you want. And she wants to emphasize that it doesn't matter what you think your skill level is or what your art medium you work in is. All media is cool, um, including written words, sound collage, 2D, 3D, whatever you best express yourself in. It's a mutually supportive group that that started with the Curetober on Instagram. So go check out hashtag Curetober2022 if you want to see some examples. Look for the pinned posts on Kate's Instagram at forgetaboutstars or find her on our Facebook page at CureThreads. And uh, if you need more info, she's hoping for positive connections to be made between fans who love the Cure's music. And there's a deadline to commit to participating. I believe it's December 16th. 
I, and uh, but you know no one's gonna yell at you if you turn it in late apparently so she just needs these deadlines for herself so um, try to have it in by December 16th also her website carethreads.com if you want to check out some gifts for your favorite care fan or create your holiday wish list she's also on Etsy so check that out and of course 17 second shirts that's where Chaz's website is and he's cranking out all kinds of cool and unique care designs for you guys so go to 17secondshirts.bigcartel.com to secure the latest pre-order which I believe is still this really awesome let's go to bed shirt don't miss out alright let's dive in we're talking to John about his night in Leeds, seeing the care. All right, hello and welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast. It's the bi weekly all cure podcast, and I'm very excited that we uh, had a very last minute invite and we're able to make this work but we're welcoming back to the show john how's it going man hey guys it's going good yeah thank you i'm uh i'm a bit sick but um i'm, I'm soldiering through <laughs> yeah we're just comparing stories here my, my raspy voice and you're uh rebounding from illness and uh big night out too so uh, we were lucky enough to track you down and and hear about your Evening hot off the presses last night in, in Leeds, right? Yeah, that's it, Leeds, the, uh, the first direct arena. Yeah, yeah we got it. Uh, so, yeah, um, where, where should we start? <laughs> if you don't mind, I would love to hear your um, overall impression first of, of the night and how did it all go? Was it a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumb in the middle? Oh, that, that, definitely two thumbs up. Awesome. Uh, definitely. Yeah, um, it's been the, I think this was my fourth time seeing The Cure. Um, I've never seen them in the same place twice. Excellent. <laughs> um, I've seen them up and down the country now, from Scotland to London, down south, and, and Leeds is pretty much uh, smack bang in the middle. Unfortunately, they, they decided not to do Manchester yeah. on this tour, um, I believe, because the last time, well, I was actually there last time, they, they weren't too happy with the... Um, with the crowd interaction, so yeah, kind of snuffed it off. So it, it was uh, it was about an hour's extra drive for me, but it, I'm obviously battling battling through this cold, but it, it was definitely worth it. Um, awesome. Say, there's kind of like a lot to unpack, really, isn't there? But yeah, uh, I just pretty much everything about the set and about about the band and the performance was uh, i probably have to say like five stars like the set list nice um you know definitely definitely probably the best set list i've um seen them perform i got to hear um last day summer live for the first time uh that, that was brilliant strange day that that was a highlight as well yeah um at night obviously uh the encore they decided to do a disintegration heavy encore with uh Plain song and disintegration. Right on. Um, so it was it was a very doom and gloomy set, obviously till right at the end. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So yeah, um, I guess before we really dive into the nitty gritty, then you said you you traveled up. Then how did you drive up? <clears throat> yeah, I drove up. Um, I, I, I drove up, picked me uncle up, 
and uh, me and him drove straight into Leeds. Nice. Do you go to Leeds much, or is it uh, pretty rare? No, yeah. not really. There's not really much reason to to go to Leeds. <laughs> um, it's kind of a obvious, obviously, you know, if you're from the states, uh, yeah. I don't really know what the comparison would be, but it's just kind of like this this northern city, kind of in the Midlands around okay. there. So. No, yeah. unless it's gigs and stuff, which usually I go to Manchester or even Liverpool if if bands play Liverpool, but they, they some for some reason never never choose to. Right on. Um, so it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty just bog standard kind of city. Really. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's got too much about it. You know, it's it's definitely not London. Right on. Uh, Compare it to you know Liverpool. Obviously, I've got a bias, but right um, <laughs> so you didn't. Yeah, it's just kind of like a bog standard place to to have a have an arena, you know. Right, cool. So you didn't do much sightseeing beforehand or anything. Just went straight to the venue. Yeah, we pretty much went straight to the venue. Um, obviously, I'll get I'll get into the venue myself, but um, yeah. just just for kind of a bit of context, um, we kind of got there for about um just just before six p.m. Um. And then we managed to grab grab bite to eat, go to the pub. And the reason I'm explaining this kinda of is like <laughs> you know, we, we, we walk in at about must have been like mm, twenty seven. Still got like like um you, you may be able to see the pictures on the Instagram, I'll I'll send you a few. Okay. Got pretty pretty up close, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um really good venue for that. That's the cool. standard area which we were in was like really small. Nice. Um like re- really small for for an arena, and it's kind of like one of them coliseum kind of arenas where it's you know it's all like a it's like a round um circle. Yeah. Obviously, like stage, like back, middle, and then and then the seats kind of are like pointing towards the stage. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. like, like the kind of Roman coliseum. So, um, it for for, for an arena, it's, it's quite a small like um. Uh, venue, you know, yeah, for yeah, so so it's really great to see a, a band like The Cure that are usually playing, you know, either um, you know, like packed up festivals or or you know, yeah, um, big, big arenas, you know, it it it's great that, you know, e- even if you even if you're in seated or right at the back, you know, you're still getting a pretty, a pretty uh close up view of the band. Yeah, and, um, that's cool. What else could I say? Yeah, the the, the stage seemed fairly small, like they all seemed a bit kind of crammed on it mm-hmm. a little bit. I think when I've seen the band in the past, they usually like well spread out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, you know, obviously with with them being a six piece now, they, right. they kind of there didn't seem to be like too much um, space for them to like play around on. But obviously, you, you, you know, they're not they're not exactly sprinting from one side to the other. So right. um, it, it worked. It, it worked well, and especially for the songs and stuff. Like as I say, like most of the gigs I've ever been to. In my life, been in 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 the arena in Manchester, yeah. and I think that's, I think that's like the yacht, the largest arena in the UK. Okay. So it can feel a bit like um, what's the word? Doesn't feel very personal when you go to see bands. Yeah. Today, you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. Huge. Can... Um, Get that... I've never noticed too much of a problem, but I think some. I'm, I'm not like the biggest kind of um, audio head. Yeah. But, People often complain that the, that the music sounds quite drowned out in that arena. Okay. Um, I think it sounded like stellar in Leeds. I think one thing which I, I kind of felt, I don't know if anyone else has ever picked up on this at Cure Gigs. Uh-huh. Um, I, I kind of picked up on this a bit um, when I saw them in Glasgow 
in a big like open open field uh-huh. um gig is the lead guitar always seems just a little bit too quiet with, with the cure okay uh, sometimes the songs are over and you're like oh did wait did did i just miss the solo to a night <laughs> like this <laughs> right on huh. um i think i think that would be my only like little criticism but, but the drums um you, you could hear them like bouncing from each end of the walls you know what i mean like the right. acoustic you know it, it kind of had like that surround sound kind of feeling to it so other than other than that slight uh nitpick about the lead guitar i don't know if that's just a, a mixing problem or, or or a crazy choice from the band but um yeah it's interesting yeah, yeah, it, the sound the sound was great like okay cool yeah, how was the like the crowd energy and stuff as it was building up before they even came out even and was everybody seemed pretty cool and <laughs> a few funny stories. Yeah, um, I think you get them at every gig. You, you always get these like right, <laughs> uh, like like they come, they'll squeeze up next to you. And you're like, oh god, oh, here, here yeah. they go, here we go, you know. Um, for the most part, it was, like obviously, I think the Cure is a pretty you know civil crowd. Right. Obviously, you, you go to like a system of a down concert and the crowd just turns to an ocean and you just get swept away. Right. <laughs> Especially with this kind of set list and, and kind of the theme around this tour. Um, obviously, the, the, the crowd was more of the shoegazy kind of uh, head bopping, yeah. uh, gentle sway kind of crowd. <laughs> we had this, um, obviously, towards the back end of the set is kind of like when I get really like lively and, and uh, pop it up, you know, with... Um, the walk and lullaby and, and yeah. all that <clears throat> and my uncle was there he was getting into lullaby doing the um doing the did 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 do there was this guy in front of us who had um he had earplugs in uh-huh. already a bit of a red flag for me <laughs> like I, I don't care about getting tinnitus mate. yeah <laughs> but um he, he turns around and he's like do you mind being quiet and trying to listen to the band? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I won't repeat what we said, but we used some uh, colourful language. Yeah. Then. And then we just did it loud, and then the walk, I think the walk was the next song on. Yeah. So it was like... Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and then he walked off, he stormed off. So yeah, it's that was funny. And then um, there was a fight. Like, I couldn't believe it, a fight at the Cure gig. Whoa. Um, just... Oh, was it was it right before the first encore? I think it was, oh, or the second encore. <laughs> I just because I, I I didn't see what was going on, but I just saw the security just leaping over the the gate and dragging. Oh, a couple wow! Of people out and say, bloody hell, what's happened? Like the cure gig, you know? Yeah, how do you get that? <laughs> oh, yeah. End, end song must must have really riled them up. Like, yeah. <laughs> Were they full on like swinging at each other and shit? Or... As I say, I couldn't see, but you, yeah. you could tell. You could tell it was definitely a. A disruption in the in the crowd you know yeah. what i mean like, like everyone was moving back and the security were huh. leaping over the fence and all that so, so there was something 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 went on like <laughs> yeah so i guess everyone's still uh kind of figuring out how to be out in public again yeah i guess it was always that way huh? <laughs> yeah. Wait, we all, i am british you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're hooligans <laughs> um, <laughs> um so yeah was um uh, i guess going back even before twilight sad how was that did you catch oh, them you know what that, that was the first time seeing them funnily enough oh yeah Cool. Pretty much supported the band like 
almost every time I see, like the last three times I've seen them, yeah. they've been born. I think I've either just not got there in time and missed them, but mm-hmm. this is the first time seeing them. Cool. Uh, re- really good, really impressed. Um, yeah. A lot, a lot younger than I thought they'd be. Okay. I, yeah. I, I always had this impression in my mind that they were like the same age as as as, as the cure. Like, yeah. I, I always kind of thought it was kind of like a like a friend situation. Like, but no, I was surprised. Quite, quite like Joy Division meets like I don't know, like a bit of bit of like Nine Inch Nails even. Right on. A bit of shoegaze thrown in. Um, no, not really good. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm quite very impressed. You know. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then the the thunder and lightning did that work good to like uh, set the mood there before the cure came out? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the rain and that, and then then opening with um, alone. Yeah, um, I guess we can get into the new songs. Yeah, what do you think? Are, are you on board with all the new jams? Um, I did three of them, like just just off my phone, mm-hmm. off concert footage, and then after that, I kind of decided uh, I'm going to stop now because okay. I want to hear them in their like best. <laughs> nice. I mean, to be honest with you, I'd rather hear them on the album. But yeah, <laughs> you know it is what it is. You know, Robert's decided to be Robert. So, um, yeah, um, I think Alone's pretty good. It's it's kind of like your plain songy, kind of like spacey opener. Yeah. Um, let me just pull the set list up so I can remember the songs. Yeah. Um, Nothing is forever. That's that's like the really kind of nice, like dreamy piano. Yeah intro one uh, i really like that one they, they all sounded like absolutely stunning awesome um and then end song i think that's probably i think that's gonna be my my favorite to be honest yeah um like like them guitars and stuff like i, I know it's like super long instrumental and then right, right. Like a few quick got the wah-wah going in the, the killer drums uh, yeah <laughs> uh, a fragile thing i think is probably the 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 one I just didn't really take much away from at all, to yeah. be honest. Um, it sounded all right again live. I couldn't, you know, hear, hear Robert's lyrics word for word, but mm-hmm. it was kind of like he said, she said. I'm like, oh, this, right, is, uh, right. this is kind of harkening back to a uh, kind of blood flowers, like you know. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that, that that's the one that's escaped my mind the quickest. I'll have to go back and. And listen to that one yeah really that seems to kind of be the really. general consensus from everyone is that we'll like we'll see how it is yeah. on the album you know i think it'll grow on me more you know? yeah <laughs> that's that's it. yeah and um i can never say goodbye that that was a really yeah really haunting one you know like was it really really kind of devastating yeah um <laughs> it's kind of one of them you, you kind of want to give this like respectful kind of um you know, it's it's not a song that's like hoot and holler at, and, and like I think during like a, a kind of quiet part of it, you just hear someone scream out for the crowd, like "Yeah, like, we love you, Simon." <laughs> uh, it's kind of like that's great, but yeah, a little inappropriate. You know, <laughs> a song like a tribute to his, um, you know, his lost brother, like <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but you know, you you can't. It, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it would be a little weird, be like woohoo. Yeah, you know, like yeah, after it's yeah. over, you just kind of like, man, okay. Yeah, so. that that's something I forgot to mention as well. Just like being how how like up close it was. Yeah, just like kind of like how surreal it was to kind of see, um, like kind of like the, the band members' faces so so up close. Yeah, a bit. Robert's like see every every facial expression to see him kind of like you know stare into the crowd and and, and pretty much being 
be nice out yourself. Yeah, um, isn't that, that crazy? Was, like, very <laughs> surreal, you know. Was this the closest you've been at a show? Or? Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, the first time I saw him, I was seated, so I was pretty far back, but it was a small venue. Uh-huh. Second time was probably about in the kind of mm, not not too far back, but not, but not too close. Right. Um, I was pretty far back at um, Glasgow. Okay. But no, this this was the closest, and as I say, it was, it was purely down to how kind of kind of small that venue is. Yeah. Um, which is really good for it. Um, it's one of them. I never I hate kind of saying like, oh, he looked at me and he smiled at me, but I'm pretty convinced. Um, Roger did look and give me a smile. Give you a little, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, it was like an awkward, it seemed like an awkward, like couple of seconds of eye contact. And it was kind of like, um, it, it's kind of like when, when, when you get a, a Christmas present, you're going to act like really, like really, really like infused about it. You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like when he was looking at me, it was like, I was kind of like, shit, I need to look like, because I was like dying of cold. Yeah. I was like, shit, I need to look like I'm really digging this. And I kind of like sat on my head and yeah. gave, him, gave him like a little nod and, and he, he cracked a smile. But again, uh, you know, he yeah. could have been looking at someone completely different, <laughs> but, but it, it, it did seem... It did seem like that. Yeah, no, that's it's crazy. Yeah, I've only had a few like that where I was like, "This is so," you know, because you do lose a little being up close. You don't get to hear the better sound, maybe, but then it's totally worth it just to have those like, like you're saying, even if they they don't lock on to you, it's you're seeing every little mannerism and every little reaction, and you know, and and facial expression (laughs) is it's crazy. And then you know, if they do just look and cut a gaze across at you or something or lock eyes. That's like, ah, <laughs> it's totally surreal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I guess as far as the, um, <clears throat> actual set too, we, you had touched on a bit, a few of the, the, the rare ones like last, uh, last day of summer, you said was the first time you had heard that live. You think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It was, yeah. That's um, cool. I think, like, think it was the first time. Let me just pull it back up again. Yeah. And you got cold in there too, right? Was it cold? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was definitely the first time hearing that as well. Awesome. Yeah, fully. Yeah, I think I think besides that, um, I think at night, it's first time hearing that night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, all the new songs. Yeah. Um, other than that, now the the real stuff I've I've seen them do before. Obviously, I, I can't be too selfish, but you yeah. know the. the there were the odd songs I was kind of hoping for or, or a surprise, but I think I think this tour so far has been pretty kind of um, pretty predictable in patterns with just yeah. the odd swap outs and stuff. So you I know. guess if yeah, if you're like been kind of studying them the way we have or something, have you been kind of looking at them each night and stuff like the different set list and and leading yeah, up to and this? Yeah, I follow I follow a few accounts on Twitter who pretty much like live tweet yeah. song by song, like you know. Um, yeah, I think I've been following them since since the tour started. Like, and, and at first it was like super like um, <laughs> fascinating, like oh my god, they're playing this, they're playing that. Then then each time it was just like filling up my feed, going like, yeah, 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 exactly. That's funny. Um, yeah, something we've noticed, and just things I remember from past shows I've seen, where there's always like one in particular that seems to hit a little harder and unexpected than you would think. Maybe even not even a particularly rare song, but sometimes, um, did you feel like there was one that that really hit hit the hardest for you in the set? 
Uh, to be honest, I'd, I'd probably say end song because like when yeah. when I heard that on my phone, I just I just kind of like nodded my head and said, "Yeah, that sounds good." Right. But like hearing it live had a much higher like emotional impact for me. I think. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I think a strange day. That that was like one of my favorite songs when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, especially that that kind of breakdown that guitar solo. Um, yeah, things like last day of summer. Um, just just them coming on the stage again, and yeah, like, I know it's only been like three years, but you know, it, it, I think, um, you, you know, I've, I've got quite a few bands that I consider like my my top favorite bands. Right. Obviously, you know that that rush of excitement comes when when you see them walk on the stage, but I, th- I think for the Cure, it's it, it's always just going to hit different for me. Yeah. Um, They've just been like such such like an impactful band of my on my life and and growing up and and you you, you know that the, there's a the, there's a reason why they're so like well regarded mm-hmm. to this day and you go to a cure gig and 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 the age differences are so like like diverse yeah um you know there's a reason why bands like the Cure have have, have like thrived and other bands from from that time period have, have, have kind of like withered away a bit right um you know I, th- I think there's always been a sense of kind of <laughs> not to get too sloppy but nah. I think there's always been like a, a magical kind of element to, to the band like the, like like the cure yeah so, so it does feel surreal when when you're actually in like the same not the same building as them right uh, and they did these you know robert smith who's this like silhouette you know recognized by silhouette he's almost like a like a fictional character you know you yeah know, so, so, so actually see him walk on stage and and you know see see the see like see how he's how he's done his hair and where he's you know he's put his ponytail in the back and <laughs> right. it really is it really is like a wild experience yeah for sure uh, that's awesome yeah and there's yeah. such like a just a level of you know a lot of it is self-created by them and such in the sense that it really is you know you feel like you're getting a bonus time every time you do see them at this point now just because of their age in particular but at the same time you know what i mean you just never know and and there was something really kind of special i think about that where you're like this could be yeah. the last time wow i'm so lucky that i'm, I'm getting to see this again you know and yeah and, yeah uh, it, it's um, like you know i think there's plenty I mean, of the bands out there in like it that. as well just just goes to show because um i went to see another one of my favorite bands um just a couple of weeks ago, Placebo. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Placebo, but I went to see him, and it was there. Uh, obviously, they, they they've got a new album out. It was eleven songs off the new album. Yeah. Um, n- not much in between besides <laughs> newer stuff. And I kind of walked away from it, saying that was an enjoyable gig, but uh, you know, I was kind of left a bit like yeah, still that appetite. You know what I mean? I think just just how the cure. Give us like these these twenty twenty seven to twenty eight long set lists, right. sometimes longer, and you you just you just know they're putting like so much work into it and so much thoughts gone into the set list and and now there's such like like no no, no album seems to be like left behind mm-hmm. <laughs> apart from uh, apart from a certain one from two thousand and four which uh, <laughs> I'm not complaining about. Yeah. Um, oh, there's nothing off. Not they've played any. Four thirteen, even have the honest talk. Um, Hungry Ghost, they do. Yeah, the oddly the oh, have the uh, yeah, yeah, Hungry yeah. Ghost. The, oddly enough, the the only one is um, 
uh, three imaginary boys they haven't done anything off of. Technically, boys don't cry, but that, you know, technically, technically, <laughs> it's not on that, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's weird that that one, um, they've managed to not play, you know, like 1015 or Three Imaginary Boys, Grinding Halt, any of the Fire in Cairo even, it's fairly common, you know? But uh, I don't know, maybe they're yeah. ki killing an Arab even, they haven't done that. So maybe they're saving that for the finale of... Uh, <laughs> So I guess along those lines, are you going to see any of the Wembley ones or anything? Or is this the one for you? No, that's me, Dawn. I, yeah. I haven't got the uh, the finances for, the, yeah, for the multiple gigs, unfortunately. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, hoping the, I'm hoping, obviously, I think I think something's gone awry on this on this schedule, hasn't it? Mm. I think we were obviously meant to have an album in our hands by now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they couldn't cancel the tour or postpone the tour, yeah. so the show must go on. Yeah, yeah. But I would like him to come back once the album's out and, and do another quick UK leg, even yeah. if it was just like one show at Wembley or something. You know, I'd definitely be up for going for that. Yeah, that would be cool. Seems likely, but um, who the hell knows at this point? <laughs> There's so many. Uh... <laughs> do you think they have any other tricks up their sleeve for the last three shows, or are they pretty much just gonna do like every combo of these songs we've seen for the last three? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't look like it, does it? Because like when 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 I say I've been checking the set list, but I've kind of dipped out of it a bit. Yeah, um, I feel like we've seen it kind every of seems combo. Like it started at this off point. with all these wild. What <laughs> no these wild kind of surprises where one night would be like wish focused, the other night be like pornography focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then kind of after a few weeks, I think a pattern emerged, didn't it? And you're like, right, it's kind of one of one of three sets you're gonna you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, I don't really think they pulled anything out like just halfway through the tour. Have they just completely out the blue? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, it kind of stopped about midway even with the, they would, I think maybe like Let's Go to Bed was the last one that they brought in in like November. They, yeah. They only played that for like three three shows, you know, and um, yeah, so there hasn't been too many, but at the same time, you know, they didn't, really don't technically need to, but at the same, you just wonder, you know, like, are they, are they going to do it's, like... It's one, yeah, it, it, it's one of them, like I said, like going back to Placebo, like that their set list is their set list for the whole tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I checked it regularly and it, it was the exact same set list. Yeah. And sometimes you're a bit like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd like to walk into a surprise. I'd like to know, I'd yeah. like there to be like some sort of element of, you know, shuffle oh, I've been yeah. pulled this one out. <laughs> um, but at the same time, when, when bands change the set list so frequently, you get FOMO. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I don't want to get the night where they play. Let's go to bed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. You know, to be honest, I would have loved to have heard. Um, Apart and trust, yeah, maybe over some of the disintegration tracks, just because I I have heard them before, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's it, it's one and ever. It's it's like complaining about winning one million instead of two million. You <laughs> exactly. know what I mean? You still got a million. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's uh pretty funny. Yeah, I would say most likely they're probably just gonna shuffle them for the last three nights and and maybe do some kind of mega encore for the last batch or something. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't see them doing like the out of nowhere whole wish tribute one night or something like that, you know, but, um, 
I think yeah. you, you know. Just Funny enough, I've just pulled up tonight's set list live uh, while we're doing it. Oh uh, yeah, um, how's it looking? They played three imaginary boys tonight. Oh shit, for real, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and only tonight we could sleep as well. Oh, oh wow. right, they have, they have been mixing it up a bit tonight. Oh boy, should yeah. have gone to Birmingham. <laughs> That's like damn it. Like you said, it's still, always still been... halfway in. I think I think okay. I think they're still on burn at the moment. There's still still another like hour to go. But yeah, looks yeah, like it. That's it interesting that's funny yeah i guess they got three imaginary boys they must have heard us talking just now <laughs> they're gonna be uh do the whole uh self-titled encore now they're gonna do it <laughs> so to be honest i'm glad it didn't go to that one <laughs> no yeah i think that's that's the one nobody's really uh calling out <laughs> so yeah i guess as far as um the comparison then in the in the as it's all said and done, did you, do, where do you feel like it ranks with other Cure shows you've seen? Um, how does it compare? I think at, at now with, with, it, with it being fresh, I'd say number one. Um, may, maybe in time it might slip. I don't know because each there's only the first time was very special. It was the first time seeing them. Yeah, uh, tra- I travelled out for it. I was quite young. Um, only played forty songs. Yeah, um, <laughs> including songs that like like had never been played before, like um, oh, what was it? How one the B sides off the top era or something like that. A man in my mouth. I think I think it was a man in my mouth or something like that. Cool. Um, so that was really special. Um, twenty sixteen was probably probably the lowest just because of kind of the incident of, of kind of what happened around that and how they kind of ended the set about five songs too short uh, right the manchester um, one yeah, yeah yeah and obviously robert wasn't happy about that which right. you know, kind of upsets me a bit you know yeah um the the glasgow one i think you know that, that that's a competitor for like joint first place because it, it was like it was it was a it was like kind of like a trip trip away for it yeah um it was it was basically it was basically like, it was a festival but obviously it was like just a one day right that i went to um you know you know that was very that was very special yeah um but, but this one i think i think the set was stellar and it was all kind of pretty consistent as well yeah kind of like with its theme obviously it, it kind of just goes into the greatest hits on the second encore but but that's fine uh, getting to hear new songs for the first time ever obviously because um I haven't seen them before 2008, so this is the first time new material on a tour. Yeah, so that, that that that's that's quite exciting. Yeah. So I'm gonna say number one for now, but it you know it, it could always change. Still buzzing from it, pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's cool, man. Um, so yeah, how did the like the the band seem on stage though, and everything? Did it seem like their uh, chemistry and just you know they seemed pretty cool and no weirdness there. Everybody. Uh, Rob, Robert seems. Uh, I think this is probably like the chattiest I've, I've kind of ever um, yeah I've ever seen him. Cool. Uh, pretty much after the, after straight after the first song, he, he was he was chatting. Obviously, he's a bit hard to understand sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> he brought up. He mentioned a couple of times he, he, he kind of called it his um his psychic Bob's 
psychic uh, Friday <laughs> Friday night disco. Nice. Um, <laughs> he, he referred to the gig like that a few times. Um, he said, obviously, he hadn't played Leeds in a decade. Oh, I think wow. he said that. Huh. Um, during the second encore, he said, this is a new song. And I was like, oh, okay, we're getting a new song. <laughs> and he said, this new song's called Tuesday's Grey. <laughs> and then went to Friday, I'm in love. Ah. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he was pretty chatty. Um, you know, he was Simon seemed to be giving it the beans. He, like, I, again, he, he, he looked a little, um, I don't know if it's just him deep in concentration or anything, but he, he looked, I don't know, like, there the, the wasn't, wasn't, like, he wasn't exactly smiling here to hear. Yeah. But I, 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 I I guess that's just his kind of, you know, sometimes you just kind of concentrate on something. And yeah, you get in the zone kind of like there. Pull, yeah. Um, Reeves looked like he was enjoying himself. Um, I was kind of like too far away to see much of um, Perry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of too too far away from him. I was kind of like right in front of uh, Roger. And, uh, okay. you know, he, he looked like he was into it. Obviously, there's a couple of songs where he just sits back a bit, so, you know. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it seems like at, at this point in the tour, too, they got to be getting pretty comfortable, and uh, <laughs> they can do this in their sleep at this point, probably, you know? So that's cool that they uh, they, they still gave good energy and everything, so... so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I guess hearing those new songs, then, does that make you even more psyched for the new album, if <laughs> we dare go down that road? <laughs> <sighs> I just want. I want to. I just want to own this new album so badly. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, I got a shirt at the gig, courtesy of my uncle. Okay. On, yeah. I'm cool. back in. Oh, yeah. You said you had the bet, we, we, right? We, we put this bet on. Uh-huh. He was convinced the album would be out. I was convinced it wouldn't. <laughs> the album's not been out. He got me a shirt. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm <remember> you saying that. <laughs> was this, oh yeah. It was this leading. Oh yeah. To the anticipation of the new album. Sorry get back on track so obviously like we, we were talking about it and and like i think my uncle's not really like been kept up in the news as much but i was kind of saying to him i was saying like they've been saying i said i don't know how long an album takes to finish because it's been in the finishing stages for years yeah and, and like it's like how you know what, what what's going on with this album <laughs> um part of me just thinks it's it's obviously perfectionism yeah it's gotta be. You want to get it right, yeah. um, especially if these songs kind of mean a lot to to Robert. You know, you know, with with a lot of the, as I say, like I don't know the the, the lyrics word for word, but you know, you, you pick up on the word end yeah. quite quite often in each of these songs, um, which I think can have like multiple impl- implications. Right. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I, I think he wants to get this album right. But my, if I'm to crack a theory, this is my theory. Mm-hmm. So obviously, he wants this album to be out before this tour, and it's not out. I can't imagine him announcing rest of the world dates until it's without announcing an album release date. Yeah, I think once this tour's over, that gives him a nice little Christmas break. Get back in the studio at the beginning of the year, finish this album, get it out and tour it properly. That that's kind of my yeah. my theory, and I'm kind of hoping for the, to see the album by by about May next year. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my 
wishful thinking <laughs> that's that sounds good that's kind of where i am too i was always kind of leaning towards that they love their april and may release anyway historically so uh hopefully it's on track for that still and yeah like you said he'll have time to kind of do the final touches here and um it's a little weird with the how far in advance they would have to announce everything for the rest of the world so i'm, I'm starting to get a little worried on that that but i mean i guess it could be it could know. be winter again. Could yeah, it, yeah, it could, it could be, be like another. As much as I don't want to wait that long, you know, it, it makes sense and would be understandable. If we have the album, that'll at least tie us over for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? But uh, yeah, it's interesting stuff. Maybe he just knows it is the last album, so he, he's dragging his feet because he doesn't want it to end either, you know, maybe. <laughs> he's like, what, yeah, what have I done? I made the ending yeah. now. I don't, I don't want it to end. So... Uh... <laughs> So, uh, um, I guess uh, kind of off topic, but have you got your wish reissues or any of that? I'm still, uh, yeah, I did. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't get my hands on the picture disc, but, um, I went, I went on a little weekend trip away, a mm-hmm. little city break somewhere in a really, really old, really old city in England okay. called York. I've got the album there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm losing it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Yeah, I picked the album up, got home, played it, and like, oh, oh my god, like, like the difference is truly like night and day. Yeah, I think exactly. I just said previously, I'm I'm not the best like kind of like audiophile. Right, right. But like pick up on all these things that like people go on about as much, but it just it, it sounded so so clearer. Nice. Um, I think the original mix of wishes is is a, is a little muddy. So yeah. Um, no, I was I was I was ready. I'm very impressed with it. Yeah. Awesome. I can finally retire my um my original yeah, um coffee I've got of it. <laughs> you could just keep it there for your uh, financial retirement or whatever. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah, we ordered ours. It still hasn't showed up. You know, so I'm still oh, not? No, still waiting. No. And, yeah, I think our whole crew has, hasn't gotten ours yet. So. Uh, like um, the, is there no like, like kind of record shop near you that you can just? They had the like, picture like, disc, HMV, yeah. which is like a like a kind of like a music chain and yeah. In, in like. No, they haven't had it um, that I'm aware of at the record shop. They, I think they had the picture disc on on you know Black Friday or whatever. Um, so yeah. I, I think Chaz and Antonio got it the picture disc, but uh, um, yeah, I mean I didn't want to buy a damn picture disc when I already ordered. The regular one, you know. <laughs> yeah, he delayed it, didn't he? It was meant to, wasn't it meant to come out in October? Yeah, I think so, initially. You know, you know who might have been behind that? Taylor Swift. <laughs> you think she she's... Released like, she released like 12 variants on, on vinyl of an album, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. It just pushed I, I did everything. It, it, did, <laughs> it did cause some, some like record production oh, geez. to be held back so great that, that could have been their fault that Th- thanks taylor <laughs> i mean it's a good album midnight yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well cool man well i'll let you go since both our, our voices are failing us at this point <laughs> yeah we're falling I'm, apart I'm here it's just mid-afternoon for you isn't it yeah thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on on the evening there and it's it's always great i felt like uh 
got the tag along in some form or another now. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be the one missing out in a year or two when they're, they're on the other side of the world, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you posted for sure. <laughs> when we decide to put a letter to Elise in the set, then, then, I'll, then I'll few. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I guess anything's possible with these guys, so that's cool. <laughs> but... Uh... Yeah, I'm glad you had a great, great show, though. It really did look like a, an amazing set, and uh, I'm glad it all panned out as far as performance and the general crowd, and nobody got in a fight with you or anything. So. <laughs> I, I was all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready for him, huh? <laughs> yeah, some, some dickhead with with air, with plugged in. Yeah. You might listen to this show if you are. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, he got upset, but no, I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Awesome, man. And uh, yeah, we'll love to have you back on another time soon, hopefully in the new year. So. Yeah, I'll have I'll have a think. I always come up with these little uh, these little gimmicks, don't I? So, yeah, I'll, uh, so thanks I'll for have a thing. <laughs> all, all the support all these years. We appreciate it, man. So, uh, thanks for helping yeah, out. No, it's been great being on. <laughs> cool. All right, well, I'll let you go and all the people out there. So, uh, say talk hard and, and catch you soon, John. All right, see ya. Bye. All right, again, a very big thank you to John. Thanks for toughing it out with me there as we talk through a night in Leeds. And uh, while I have you guys here and we're catching up in real time, uh, we figured we'd go over these last two shows, too, leading up to Wembley. As you can hear, I'm feeling a little better, but we had a bit of a scare there, didn't we? Yep. Um, as John and I were talking, we were checking on the... Uh, the set list of Wednesday night's show, December 7th in Birmingham. And uh, we thought, you know, we were hoping the big news of that show was going to be the debut of Three Imaginary Boys, finally representing a song off the first album. But sadly, the debut of that song on this tour got overshadowed by the fact that uh, somewhere, somehow, between going backstage and coming back out for the pop encore, Robert's voice totally turned to shit too and uh due to a cold as well um as he was dubbing the mick flu that he got up in scotland and um yeah he struggled through the last part of that show and it was a bit rough so i, I hunted uh down a, a full show bootleg of the video on youtube and tried to get a good idea of how bad he was hurting and what, you know, and even recorded a whole segment on uh, where I thought his voice dropped off, how it started out strong on a few, and then the crowd would come in and save him. But more importantly, as I was trying to pack up this episode and get it ready to post, I got an email from Luke, and uh, apparently Luke was at the Birmingham show and wrote us a cool review. So instead of all that jibber-jabber, I'll insert what Luke's perception was of the Birmingham show because he was actually there. So Luke wrote and said, I attended the Birmingham gig with my wife and two kids who are 8 and 11 years old and were by far the youngest people in the audience as far as I could see. Starting them into the cure young, eh? The crowd was generally much older than I expected, uh, with the over 50s heavy in attendance and not quite as many teenagers that I had heard about on some of the other European shows. Entering the arena, we were met by the sound of a rainstorm immediately, setting the tone of what was to come. 
As the house lights dimmed and the thunder roared around the vast auditorium, it was almost as ominous metaphor for what would transpire toward the end of the show that night. The crowd roared as the band took the stage, and as the first chords of Alone rang out, I felt a strange sense of coming home. Being back in the presence of the band I have followed and loved listening to for almost 40 years, most of my life in fact. The first few songs were brilliant, of course. Alone is my favorite of the new songs. I felt quite emotional watching Robert pour his soul into this performance and delivering a truly emotional and powerful rendition of the opening song. On we went through Pictures of You, A Night Like This, and Love Song, and we passed And Nothing Is Forever. It became apparent that Robert's voice was perhaps not as powerful as one might have expected. Sure enough, a couple of songs later, Robert announced to the crowd that he was fighting an illness, but would press on regardless. While such an announcement might have allowed disappointment to run riot through the audience, there was none apparent, and the band continued with the set. A surprise tour debut from Three Imaginary Boys was followed by some other personal favorites of mine, A Strange Day, Shake Dog Shake, all of which had the crowd transfixed. Then, followed by a blistering rendition of Burn, which truly set the evening alight, the camera fixed on Jason as he hammered the drum part out during the song was fantastic to watch, and particularly being a keen drummer myself. As the main set approached its conclusion, it was clear that Robert was really struggling with his voice. As they played from the edge of the deep green sea, it was clear that Robert was transposing his vocal part to the lower registers, replacing the higher notes with more manageable ones, giving his failing voice. Following end song, the epic 17-song first set was finally over, and I felt a sense of fear that the band might even call it a day at that point. After a few minutes, however, they returned to a rapturous applause with Robert leading the way. He made some quip about Simon playing the drums from then on, although his words were getting increasingly hard to make out by that point. The band powered through the first encore, starting with I Can Never Say Goodbye, and followed by Cold and then Charlotte Sometimes, another one of my all-time favorites. And the first encore closed with a rampaging version of A Forest, with Simon and Robert dueling towards the end as if a seemingly endless musical game of who will quit first was going on. With the end of the first encore, it would be fair to say that there was not a great deal left of Robert's voice for the second pop encore, but keeping true to thousands of fans who had made their trip to Birmingham, the band returned for the final section of the show. As they romped through the standard Magnificent Seven, the crowd largely took over singing duties for Robert, particularly notable in In Between Days and, of course, Friday I'm in Love, before finally reaching a triumphant conclusion with Boys Don't Cry. Sadly, the show was over, as was Robert's voice for the night. The band departed the stage with Robert doing his customary wandering across the stage, thanking each area of the crowd in turn. He even stopped to apologize for his voice failing him, although I don't think many of those real Cure fans present would have really minded. 
The band had just produced a powerful, emotional inferno of performance that mixed the new songs with many classics, as well as a deeper cut and even a tour debut. The evening was amazing and every bit as good as I'd hoped it would be. Yes, it would have been nice if Robert had felt better, but just being there was enough for me. Although the crowd was a bit lacking in involvement in parts, no phone torches for I Can Never Say Goodbye, and no double overhead claps during a finale of a forest, the atmosphere was generally good, if not a little suppressed at times. I think the crowd on a whole felt truly sorry for Robert. He was visibly frustrated that he couldn't deliver the performance that he wanted to, but he gave as much as he possibly could, and then some, in order to satisfy the adoring fans on the night. All in all, the Birmingham show was a wonderful experience and one that I'll be lucky enough to enjoy all over again in Wembley Arena, a venue that I was last at in December 2016 for the last night of the Cure's final show of that year's world tour. I know it'll be another fantastic performance and I simply can't wait. Alright Luke, thank you so much for writing and giving us a first-hand account of what it was like being on the ground ground level there in Birmingham and seeing how this show unfolded. Uh, something we've been kind of worried about this whole whole time, whether it be COVID or just regular illness. Um, it's a long stretch of dates they've been doing and just battling through this. Like I said, nine out of 10 bands or performers would have, you know, just packed that in as soon as they saw signs of trouble and would have definitely just canceled the next night and uh, giving himself three days to rest up instead of the two before the three-night finale in London. But nope, the show must go on for Robert and gang. he come this far, he wasn't going to throw in the town now. Um, he must have heard his dad's old voice saying, Now, Robert, you know people have saved up their hard-earned money, and many have traveled long distances for this show. You must honor your commitment, son. <laughs> he sure as hell did. So onward, Thursday night to Cardiff in Wales. And uh, this was December 8th, Thursday night. Up until the last second, I think we're all refreshing our phones, wondering, is he going to pull the plug on this? Is this going to happen? And uh, everything rolled out to plan, though. And, uh, and even looking at the set list as it was unfolding it really didn't seem noticeably different from anything they've been doing the whole time i was kind of expecting like a weirder rearrangement of the set and the songs to best suit his vocal limits or what he was feeling that would be easiest on his voice that night but uh everything seemed pretty much where it always has been and uh you know he just tackled it head on still and was sounding great at night was uh, played fourth, which seemed a little earlier, but I can't really think that would change much. Um, Song-wise, they got a lot of the the, stain, the standards at this point from the shows on this tour. They got some nice gems and closed down and and last uh, day of summer and strange day. On Burn, he sounded great, of course, but you could tell he was, wasn't really doing the pushing freak-out ending where he's screaming it at the end like he has been. So he's kind of holding off a bit, but, you know, a few parts you could tell he was walking a bit cautiously as to be expected, but still sounded great based on the clips I saw anyway. And, uh, yeah, even all the way up to Encore 1, um, 
You know, we stuck to the plan. I could never say goodbye, let it off. And then followed by trust and faith. So on a night that we possibly weren't even going to have, they ended up getting trust and faith. How fucking cool is that? So still giving the fans little nuggets of joy. And uh, sounded good on those. Chris White had posted a, uh, a uh, live clip of those two songs. So that was cool that I caught it right after he posted it. So almost in real time to check in on Robert. And, uh, you know, you could tell he, he sounded a little, maybe not 100% Robert, but, um, you know, still sounded pretty damn good to me. And I uh, was happy to hear that, you know, that, that lovely Robert voice is still in there. Um, I later found some more scattered YouTube clips, um, especially of the pop encore, because it was getting later in the set. Those are, you know, up there, harder to sing in a sense. Um, but he still sounded much, much better than the night before. And uh, I think everybody got their legit amazing Cure Show experience, even if it did sound a little rougher around the edges. Um, the man is not of this world, I tell you. <laughs> so don't know how the hell he does it, but uh, God bless him. And I know there's a lot of super thankful fans out there that uh, made it to that show and were super happy that it, that they continued on and were able to stick to the schedule and the plan. Um, and, you know, I'm sure the Cure were super happy that they were able to stick to the plan and, and they've come this far. Like I said, they, they really didn't want to have to throw in the towel and cancel one at the end and lead up to drama on these last three nights. So most importantly now... They've got two days to rest. They've had two days to rest based on when I post this. Um, hopefully he'll be ready to fucking slay it in London. Night one of the three-show finale at Wembley Arena. And, um, yeah, hopefully they, they can just finish up as, as smooth as they've been this whole time. Um, you know, will his voice be in top form? Will they pull out any new surprise songs even? Try something daring. Who knows? Or will Robert even just spontaneously combust at this point? It's the last show of the tour. And his particles ascend up into the heavens. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I just hope that they get the ending that they want and the fans get the full Cure experience and everybody that's traveling to those shows because I know a lot of people definitely had that one on their scope is if I'm going to go to one, it's going to be that final Cure show. So whatever night it may be, um, I hope they're all powerful and uh, you guys have a blast and everybody... Everybody makes it out in one piece, so we're going to recap those last three shows. Um, Who knows what's going to happen, so we're going to recap them, of course, and along with everything that's happened in the world of The Cure on our next and final episode of 2022. Uh, Yes, it's the end of the year celebration episode. Chaz, Antonio, and myself, we're going to hash it out. These last three Wembley shows... We're going to hash out everything that's happened with The Cure and the Holy Hour podcast. All the highlights, the lowlights, if there were any. And um, maybe we'll even do a little speculating on what is to come for all of us in 2023. So don't miss out. Subscribe to the podcast and uh, you'll get it as soon as it's delivered. 
Follow us on Instagram at the Holy Hour Podcast and the Facebook page, of course. Or you can write me directly at GavinConnor at gmail.com if you have any questions. And thank you so much to John for walking us through leads. And thank you so much to Luke for giving us first-hand account of what happened in Birmingham. And, of course, thanks again to Robert and company for uh, keeping that final Cardiff show on plan and making so many people happy and uh, sounding great. And, um, yeah, let's see how this thing wraps up. It's been been a wild couple of months for sure. So uh, I swear... um, I'll be completely healed, hopefully, by that point, too. I've sounded a little better here myself, I think, hopefully. Um, I swear we didn't spread our colds to Robert. Uh, There's no way. I've done my part. I've kept my distance. John may have. He may have given Robert his cold, so sorry. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. We'll see you next time. Talk hard. Talk hard.